Welcome to The Daily Degenerate, the ultimate sports and entertainment podcast for your busy life. My name is Cohen Hughes, co-host and producer, and I'm joined by Los Angeles' very own Maddie Goldberg. We appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Daily Degenerate Podcast. We're at number 62. It is in late February, February 22nd. I'm Matty Goldberg in freezing LA. I got to 39 degrees last night, and I'm joined by the man. That was a bad intro, Matty. The man. Was that uh, the man? Well, no. The I'm man. And then, right, I'm going to do your intro. No, nah, well, don't do it, no, but, but, but give me like a good lead into it. You know, like, don't right. be like, here's right. the man. And then just okay, well, leave me hanging. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to let you be the star, though. Yeah, well, I'm not. I, I, I'm. I burn out too quickly to be a star. Okay, so I'm gonna do it. Ready? So everybody, well, I'm Maddie. I'm in LA right now. I'm chilling, and I'm always joined by my amazing co-host. The, the, this guy knows so much about sports. He's witty. He's funny. He's sexy. God, he's got some good facial hair. Give, tell him who you are. Now people. I'm about to Venmo you that twenty bucks for that awesome introduction. Like, would, would twenty bucks be enough? You think, or do I need to go go to thirty or forty? We'll go fifty on that 50? one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, sad. if you cannot uh, decipher the voice that you are hearing right now, my name is Cohen Hughes. I am the Michael Rappaport of the South of Georgia, specifically, is what Maddie wants to hear. I am um, the professional devil's advocate. I am podcast poppy, and um, I am the Johnny Sins. Of podcasting, um, Maddie Goldberg. It is kind of cold and rainy in Georgia right now. It's cold out here, man. It's been freezing at night. You see it snowed in Las Vegas. Yeah, man. It's been nutty, man. It's been cold. The Luxor Pyramid was covered in snow. That's crazy to see. Yeah, I see snow when I look out the window. I can see the mountains, and there's a lot of snow. It's pretty wild. What'd you do last Good, I'm night? happy to be here with you. I'm happy of, to be alive. Uh, what a weird week it's been. It's been a weird week in the news. It's been a, a crazy week in sports as well. I mean, it's been bizarre. Um, let me say this. I'm glad uh, for guys like you. I'm glad for guys like me. I'm glad for guys like the Dirty Sports guys. I'm glad for guys like Harrison Coburn at Sports Talk ATL for yeah. producing all this content for us to get our minds off of this crazy news week that we've had, even outside of sports. It's been a weird world, and sports is a great escape. It would be better, of course, if the NFL was going on. He's still got a lot of good college basketball. The AF is good. The NBA had a lot of good games last night. So sports is the great escape, I think, for most of us. It's a, It's like a way to get away from the freaking – pitfalls of society in America and the world and it's I don't even know what else to say man guys like me can go and put a hundred bucks on Elon money line college basketball last night and and did you win that was just a a scenario I didn't really do it I saw that that specific bet hit but I didn't do it Elon's a college in Georgia I take it I don't think it's in Georgia oh I think it's in fucking upper northeast so why did, that's so random know. that you just picked that out? I just I literally it was like one of those subliminal things. Like I saw the pick last night, saw that it hit. That's yeah. just the first one that came to my mind. All right, well there you go. Anyway, so how's so Matty uh, Goldberg? Matty Goldberg. Before we start, let me get yeah. a uh, let me give a huge shout out to Dad's Garage Improv Comedy Theater last night. 
I uh, bought a ticket for me and my me and my two friends, and we went out and supported a lady uh, friend. Nah, nah, it was, it was a guy's night out last night. Yeah. Um, we went to Dad's garage and watched Other Side of the Wall improv troupe. Watched my boy Henry, who works with me, did improv. It was an awesome he night, hilarious. It. He crushed it. Um, the whole crowd was into it. We had about a hundred people there. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it, which is. I'm not huge in the improv scene. I know you probably are, but that's pr- apparently like a lot for, did for a do, small improv Did anybody stage. do stand-up or was it just straight improv? It was Sometimes straight improv. The last, the last show we went to, which was at Village Theater, I think, yeah. down here in Atlanta, um, sure. they, had, they had one girl do improv, and she was hilarious. Like I didn't think that she was going to be that funny because, you know, like it's just yeah. one of those things, but she was fucking hilarious. So I you were it. LOLing in the, at, the, at the show? Yeah, last night the, the improv was better than the first night at the Village. Uh, the improv was hilarious last night. They got us all involved. Um, there was Dr. Improv. Apparently he's a staple in the Atlanta improv community. They say he's the best. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, you should look him up or something. I always wonder about those guys that they never want to move to L.A., though. Like, they never want to take the shot. Like, you mm-hmm. got, you know, give L.A. a shot, you give know? Give L.A. or New York a shot. You know, that's where the big audiences are. Yeah, so it's like a lot of times people are, no offense to Atlanta, I'm throwing mad shade at Atlanta right now, but Dr. Improv, you are a, a big fish in a small pond. And look, Some of Cohen's us would rather be like that, you know? What's that? Some of us would rather be the big fish in a small pond. I hear you. I'm sure he's really talented. It's really tough. I've seen guys who are the best in their, their cities. Get eaten up out there. In yeah, the and it's not that they're not talented enough. It's the game. It's playing the game off stage. It's networking. It's moving up. It's being very competitive. Uh, so, you know, sometimes I'm like, I should be a big fish in a small pond. It's hard. I'm glad you had a good you had a good night out. Did you hit the Korean barbecue afterwards? No, nah, we did hit the uh, the bars out in what's called Edgewood, which is the yeah. hipster kind of young professional kind of part of uh, Atlanta. It's kind of where like Georgia Tech is. I think you Georgia don't really State fit in there. Campuses. No, I don't. Like I had to purposely wear my Toms and my flannel shirt and like some weird fitting blue jeans. That way, I wouldn't get you wouldn't get killed. Yeah. Like I had to dress wear, hipster. You gotta wear skinny jeans. It's all about the skinny they, jeans. They were some. They were my fittest fitting pair of jeans, and I'm a bigger guy, so I know that's how uncomfortable I, I, I was. I can't see time. you wearing skinny jeans. They weren't skinny. Don't get it twisted. I'd never use the word skinny jeans, but they. Did were. Did you? Do you ever thing. like try to meet some ladies? Like you ever like at the bar? You're like, wow, she's cute, and then you're like, let me try to ask her out, or are you just you don't do that shit? I don't. I don't play the 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 short game like that. You know. Like, yeah, okay. yeah, like, there have been times where I've definitely gotten numbers from the bar and shit like that, but that's not where I like to place my energy. Whenever well, I'm you the are bars, the Johnny Simpson. I like, to, I like to, have, to have a good time with my boys. I like to, I don't like to leave my group and have to go Uber home with some girl or, you know, that's. It's oh, yeah, like, thing. they don't want you to get laid. Yeah, no, they they would, but. Of course they I'm want you to get laid. I'm a good friend, so. Speaking of getting laid. Are we going to, like, kill Bob Kraft about this shit, or are we just going to let it go? See, me and you are at odds. Uh, me and you kind of have differing opinions on who is wrong and if we believe him or not. Um, for those well, what, of you do you, what is there to believe and what is there not to believe? He was he went, he went signs up to go to get his, his, his dick jacked off. So for those of you who have not heard the news yet, I'm sure you've heard something about it, but the details are as follows, and I'm getting this from – let me pull up the website so I do not misquote somebody – from ABC 13 in Jupiter, Florida, which is where the, the event occurred. Let me give you a little paragraph blurb about what happened. Okay, um, 
breaking news, 10 o'clock this morning, Jupiter, Florida, New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft is among 200 charged in massage parlor prostitution string in Jupiter. That's a lot of dudes. It's a hell of a lot of dudes. Kraft is accused of soliciting a prostitute at the Orchids of Asia Day Spa, which is one of those jerk-off spots, of course. A little sketchy-looking place if you look at the picture on the internet. I mean, I'm sure everybody knows when they walk into that place, it's a jerk-off That's, place. It, it's not advertised, but you know what the situation is. Yeah. Um, the, the Orchids of Asia Day Spa is at 103 US 1 in Jupiter, and he came in on at least two separate occasions roughly a month ago. Police say they have body cam and video surveillance from the last several months, including Robert Kraft's visit. A warrant has been issued, but the 77-year-old is not in custody. He's been charged with a misdemeanor and will appear in court at a later date. His camp is uh, vehemently denying. We are as equally as stunned as everyone else. Who? Um, uh, why do they do that? Just well, take the rap, dude. And, 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 I mean, and what's, even worse, what's even worse is that Kraft is a frequent, frequent, frequent visitor of Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Isn't that what it is, Mar-a-Lago? Is, is that another jerk-off place? No, no, that's Trump's little resort, Mar-a-Lago Club. Um, it's a hotel how old, how old is Bob Kraft? Does it say on 77. that? 77. Okay, he's 77 years old. He just wants to get a handy. Can you let the man get a handy? Well, I, I mean, I, what is the problem with this, Cohen? Do you know how many guys? Do you know how many comics I know have jokes about getting going to massage parlors? Nick like they Swartzen, talk about Nick it open. Swartzen is the first one that comes to my head. I can think of ten more right now. Ten more what? Jokes about going to the jerk off spot. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, most men go there. Most men go to a massage and then they get a little extra something, and because they have stress. I knew a dude out here would go to three a day. Now that's a problem, more of like a sex addiction. Who primetime Stein? No, it wasn't primetime Stein, but it might as well be. I could see him being. I'm sure he's guy. been the tons. That dude's probably been the tons. Probably a frequent flyer cord. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's a 77 year old man who just wants to get a little handy. Action. Okay, so let me tell you my problem with this. Robert Kraft has recently, oh, which you told me, Robert Kraft yeah. has recently separated from his 34-year-old girlfriend. I don't know her name. I don't care. Know which her is name, ridiculous. Which is absolutely ridiculous. It was yes. a, what do you call it, a, um, a sham relationship from the get-go, I'm sure. But, yeah, I mean, look, I've been, I was in one of those myself. I know how they are. Mm -hmm. So I think, this is just my, my thing, why is Robert Kraft, I know he lives in Jupiter, but he frequents Trump's resort all the time. He has the most money in the world. He owns two major sports franchises. You don't think my man Robert Kraft can afford a hooker to come to his house? That's illegal too, though. Yeah. They can do a sting on that, and well, that would be just as bad. You can't. I mean, he's you, literally it's, just like it's less risky than a public business to me. And I know, I know that they do the whole oh, if anyone officially asks, we don't jerk What's people the off. What's the danger? But... What is the danger? What is the harm that he has caused? Oh, none. Absolutely it says none. Poor... Libertarians like me believe that if there is no victim, then there is no crime. I mean, the only crime is some poor lady at the massage parlor had to jerk off. Had to 70... jerk off a seventy-seven-year-old rinky nutsack. Exactly. That's it. That's the um, only crime. The only which she's the been probably efforts. Yeah, and, and this is not my cup of tea. Believe me, I'm I I'm simply relaying shared sentiment through probably a large percentage of women and 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 men in America 
the only harm done if someone goes to a massage parlor, especially one that's owned by foreign entities, uh-huh. uh, is that you are contributing to sex trafficking and the import of this is not meant to be racist. This is meant to be just a fact of Asian yep. massage parlors is that going there and participating is encouraging the influx of that happening in America, which. So what is the, what is the sex trafficking? Like what is, I don't understand like how so, it's connected to sex trafficking. So imagine, um, do you, I, my parents' business and, uh, yeah. in, in North Georgia used to be, they, they used to have their office right they don't next do to, any, they don't do any sex trafficking. No, 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 no of course not. They, yeah, they, they, they simply shared a, the same <laughs> complex as one of the Asian massage parlors. Oh, you must have gone all the time. No, because dude, these girls, they were forced to like live in the massage parlor. They were forced to oh, work sun you. up to sun down, like with no, very little pay, forced, yeah. I'm sure, to jerk off random dudes that they don't really consent to, you know, like that's, yeah. th- that, that, that is as a country and as a group of people, that is our only drawback to this massage parlor jerk off industry is it is sad that, it, that's it, really it, sad and it is sad and and yes i do believe that this is bad but i don't believe i do believe that we have bigger fish to fry in, in that market because there are actual sex trafficking I, I really going that, on i also believe that every like where i live there must be 10 massage parlors within a three miles radius and how many and of I those are sh- jerk off spots how many of those are sketchy I, i've never been because it doesn't like it wouldn't do anything for me because you know i that doesn't make me, you know, jizz my pants. Other things make me jizz my pants. You know, being live with a woman makes me jizz my pants. Watching porn, watching, you know, Johnny Sims fix a computer, yep. you know, uh, helps me jizz my pants. So I don't know, but I would assume that 50 or 60% of them, if you wanted a handy, you could get one. I would I know, probably go more than that. Probably I know many of men. I know many men who go to them all the time, mm-hmm. lawyers, whatever, comics, yep. uh, friends, whatever. They just go because that's like whatever, man. Wasn't there a and, curb ep- like episode about it? Wasn't there a curb what? episode about like a jerk-off massage? I don't sure know. I, I could see Larry David going and getting one of those. You know, But one of the funniest – there's a movie called That's My Boy, which Adam is probably – yeah, Andy which is Sandberg? Ne- I haven't seen it. you got to see it. It's hysterical. Mm-hmm. So they go to like – they're at a bachelor party, but this like nerdy guy sets them up like this really fancy spa that's for like you know like hippie shit stuff. Yeah, yeah. And these girls are putting like green stuff on their face, like mm-hmm. facials and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Stanley puts like a five dollar bill in his like uh, his uh, he's wearing a towel. He puts a five dollar in a towel. She's like, "What's this?" <laughs> he's like, "It's for a handy." He goes, "A hojo, a hojo to go." She's like, "What?" And he's like, is somebody going to jerk my crank off? I mean, it's so accepted, you know. It's a, it's a, it's widely known that most massage parlors that you go to that aren't day spas, like for rich old white women and shit, like all the other regular massage parlors are involved in some sort of sexual favor at the end. Yeah, I imagine. And I'm, and I, and I feel for the, if somebody is young and, they get roped into that. That's that is, my only, in that. That 20, is my only draw. That is my only years old. It. it sucks, and I and I'm sure yes, Bob Kraft could probably get five grand escort. My buddy who's a big hooker guy. I have a buddy. He is the most pathetic dude you'll ever meet. But I know I, love I know someone death. just like him. I know I, I work with a guy just like him. I know exactly who, who you're talking about. 
I don't even think my. I think my guy will outdo your guy. We'll talk about as it off the air because it's pretty embarrassing. But we'll we'll we'll. My guy, my guy talks to escorts like conversations because he can't really talk to other girls. Mm-hmm. So he just like talks to them in like conversation, and then like he never he just like window shops. And he yep. asks them questions. What mm-hmm. can I get? He's in and it for the gets, companionship. And yeah, and he gets turned on, and then like he's like, ah, I changed my mind. He fucks with these these hookers. I'm like, dude, you got to stop that. Yeah, it would be one thing if the hookers were reasonably priced, but most of the hookers that I know that won't give you chlamydia are 150 bucks or more. See, I would never fuck with that shit. I just, it couldn't do... It just I'm not trying to get their driver on. or bodyguard to come into my house and fuck me up and take my money. I'm not trying to get robbed by one of them with a gun. I'm not trying to get chlamydia. I, I will stick to being pathetic at the bars like you say. Exactly. I'd rather get shut down on online dating sites. Being the hamster drinking the little fucking water spout. And those girls ghost you like a motherfucker on those online dating sites. Narcissists. Yeah. But so anyway, we are done talking about the Robert Kraft thing. My major. Yeah. There's nothing really, Matt. There's nothing really to say. Yeah. My major just stance on this is that I don't believe that Kraft was physically going to these places and getting trying to solicit prostitution. Um, which makes it sound bad if you're just going in there to get a hand job. It's widely accepted, but still not right. Um, it still contributes to a large percentage of human trafficking, no matter what you want to call it, for work or for sex. Um, I don't believe that Robert Kraft was physically going down there and doing this, but if I if there's surveillance footage that captures him in there, or there's a sting where they show me some proof, I will have to change my opinion. <laughs> Dogs out. Hey guys, chill, chill, chill. Sorry, the uh, dog whisperer, Matty Gold. Guys, chill. Hey, the pool guy. There, the guys like cleaning the pool, so that's what happens. Oh, they don't like that. Guys, chill. Sorry about that, listeners of listeners. Daily Jam podcast. <laughs> I have how many dogs do I have? I have the dogs. One, Four or five, two. Sounds like I think I have two, three. I have five dogs down here, and they all flipped out. All right, let's move on. We don't need to talk about this. Nah, um, so. Hey. We, um, you said that you watched a documentary on Netflix the other night. Oh, yeah, I'm late to the party, but I watched the the Fire Festival documentary last night. How'd you like it? Which one, the Netflix? Netflix. I I watched it on Netflix, so I didn't get, what's his name again? Billy McFarland. Brandon? Billy. Billy McFarland. I mean, what a psycho this dude is. The only thing I like about him is when people are like, yeah, you can't, we, we're, that, that's not possible. He's like, he just okay. Goes, he goes, I need answers. He said, there was one time he Our said, solutions. we're we're not a problems-oriented group. We are a yeah. solutions-oriented group. Yeah, but it's like, well, dude, like, there are no solutions. You <laughs> yeah, know that. No, we, right? we've, we've got fucked up, dude. Like, this is, we're in over our head. And I, I, I don't know how we went through it. I just don't know how we, how we just like, like it was a nightmare and he, everybody knew it was going to be a nightmare. It just couldn't be done. Yeah. I, um, the, I'm, I'm kind of with you is that Billy is kind of like a lovable loser, like a lovable compulsive liar, like a lovable hustler. Yeah. He's kind you of could, a lovable guy. You could see his, you could see his vision. You could see 
he wasn't necessarily going into it to be dishonest. I doubt that he there. I'm sure there have been ventures that he's went into because we got to see a lot of his other work. Yeah. But I don't think that he went into the music festival business trying to scam people. I, I just think that, I think that in his heart, he wanted to actually throw the biggest music festival in history. I just think he was way over his fucking head. Mm-hmm, me too. You know, like, like it was way over his head. He didn't know what to do. And it just was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And um, who do you feel most bad for? Do you feel bad for the guy? That, I feel that, bad that for the lady that that money? lady that was crying. If I had oh, a lot of caterer. money, that lady that was crying at the, the end who lived in the Bahamas, I'd go. I would if I right. had if I had a million dollars. I go. How much money did you lose? And then I give her the money. Is what she said. She said she lost fifty grand. Yeah, I would. I'm sure somebody has, but I would get in touch with her and I'd give her the money. The, because GoFund, she's the, the GoFundMe has has exceeded expectations. It's been paid. She is the real victim. Yep. Now, these guys, the people that went, I have no I have no sympathy for you guys because you're all rich. If you go to this thing, you're, you're bloody rich. You got to be bloody rich to go to that. And you got to be a douchebag. Like, we're going yeah. to the Bahamas to see all these... Uh, you know, bands and all this shit. I, I do dislike the music festival culture and the people that go to it. Oh, it's terrible. I think, you're, I, I, I think you're right in that aspect, yes. They're the worst people. Mm-hmm. So they all got fucked over. And a lot of them sued for a lot of money, which is absurd. Um, you know, you, you, you should get your money back and then some, but not $5 million. No, One guy no, got no. $5 million. Yeah, no, uh, the uh, Seth guy, Seth yeah. Corsalone or whatever his name was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Now the thing about it too is like, uh, a guy like that is just like he just wants to be so special, so bad. And he has no real talent, and he just wants to be with models and stuff like that. He's not and a good-looking guy. I mean, honestly. Oh yeah, he is a good-looking guy. I was gonna guy. put something on Instagram too because I love that the models are called influencers. Mm-hmm. They're not called models. They're Social influencers. influencers. Yeah. So they got paid so much money just to hashtag it. I was going to be like, I'll hashtag any business you have, any show, anything for a dollar. Yeah. Just I'll hashtag it. I'll be an influencer. I'm a, I'm the dollar influencer. So you need something promoted. I will influence it for a buck. One dollar. That's it. That's my fucking price. They were, they went after the the models too, but I mean like, you know, you got to have a little accountability. Like you, you have to know, like you're selling a lie. Like it's the biggest lie. Like, no, how can you be a dude and watch that and be like, "Oh my God, sixteen models are going to be on a boat and they're going to all suck my dick." That's, I mean, that was that's how they sold it. Yeah, they sold in Billy's words, they sold the the pipe dream to your average loser living in Middle America. Yeah, You're and, and in eleven words, that that's how he could best summarize it. Yeah, and and it was just like it was just funny that all these rich people who went. You know, younger kids who are so used to like, I'm sure whenever they travel, they go to the best hotels, whatnot, the yeah. best places. And they're literally now like in a shanty town. Like mm-hmm. that place was a it, fucking shanty It, it looked like town. a third world country. That's because it was. Great yep. Exuma is not a very rich island. They have one holiday a year, the, the regatta, and that's their Super Bowl. And that was the same time the stupid thing was. And, and they they made him on the same time. He's so dumb. Well, he he he, he did not care. He gave zero fucks. Yeah, yeah. Anything. Later, later in the in the, oh Ichiro just cleared the bases with a with a knock. 
There we go, baby. I'm watching so games have started already? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I think today was the first game, Mariners and A's. Really? Is this on uh, MLB Network? It is. I, I, I just watch Ichiro get two RBIs. I wonder if idiots are betting on this. I, I, I will, like, whenever I go down to Orlando in a week. But um, the only – my only fault – to Billy is um, I, I respect his, his his grind. I respect his vision because I really do think that he wanted to put on a music festival. Well, I it, think it so was too. It, it was never going to be the luxury experience that he promised. Yeah. Um, and that's my problem. I agree with the with, with the gay leader, whatever his name was. I forgot it by now. But he was a very – he's very good with logistics. He's very good with being logical and being Oh, realistic. I felt so bad for him when he Me said yeah, he was going to suck and, that and he dick. he was going to. He was actually on the way to go do it. Um, well, there was that – did you see that great sign? There was a picture of him, somebody held up on college game day uh, at a Duke game. And had a picture of him. And it said, when Coach K went to Zion Williamson's house. <laughs> Take one for the team. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, I didn't see yeah. that. Oh, you got to find that. It's amazing. But my um, my only fault with Billy is that he didn't come out and say even after the fact, even the, like, like like the gay guy said two weeks before time, just come out and say, look guys, this is not going to be luxury like we promised. This is going to be a bare bones music festival. Still come, we'll still take care of you. It'll still be a fun time. Almost everything would have been forgiven if if the expectations weren't so high. Of course, the rain on the morning of, like the four, three four o'clock in the morning of the big flood they happened. Didn't do yeah. them any favors, but um, well, I have to respectfully disagree with you because he should have, if he had any kind of conscience, conscience, just cancel the fucking thing. He should have canceled the thing because it was it couldn't. That probably would have been your happen. best business move. Honestly, speaking from a business standpoint, that probably would have been your best move. Um, me personally, I would have at least tried to put on some semblance of some festival, even yeah. when Blink One Eighty Two came. Uh, Walked out. Um, you still have. Well, they were a so few... smart to walk yeah, out. Yeah. Oh, like, of course. Why even make the trip down there if you know there's it's going to be shitty? You know. They they must have had some really good intuition. Like this is going to be a nightmare. Um, there were still a few artists that still went. Um, with with any sort of good execution, you could have put on a bare bones music festival, taken your flag in the press, but still not endangered the lives. Of well, the I, I mean, if you wait, if you did it right and you waited an extra year to completely prepare, you would have pulled it off and you got the right course, Island course, and the right, course. like a the month, first guy said, that. if you had cruise ships, that would have been awesome. Mm -hmm. Like say if you had cruise ships docked, people would have had a blast. You, you you stay on the cruise ships and then you watch the music. Like, like and he, the only thing that the, the only the only thing with that it would be so hard to get drunk ass people on onto a small dinghy to shuttle them to the cruise ships. That would have been your only. No, but you have you have them docked though. Oh, docked. You said docked. Yes, then, you and, have and, the. And then once you get everyone on, you you go back out to sea like uh, the hundred yards off the sea line or whatever you know. Yes, you have I like, like three. Yeah, you have like no. You just have a dock, so you, they just stay on the cruise ship because you can't really build. These villas. I mean, what they built was like FEMA camps. Is, is, is what they yeah, built. Yeah, for FEMA like camps. hurricane relief. Yep. Like people were literally living in a hurricane relief camps. Ridiculous. And paid five grand to do it. That is one Amazing. reason that I don't feel bad for the rich kids that got to go. Um, as a capitalist and as a libertarian, I feel bad for anyone who doesn't get what they paid for in the free market. Yeah. But these people that went. 90% of them probably it didn't really impact their life in a negative way. No, not at all. I mean it just was like one of those experiences where 
they're so used to living a lavish life and now all of a sudden you're living in like a third world country and you're like stranded and you're scared and you're stuck in an airport or you're like you have to stay in a little hut and there's like no technology and it's dark you can't see anything it's really scary i mean it, it seemed really like almost scary you know to be there because there was there's nothing going on you know what i would i be scared if i was down there in that situation hell fucking yes i would have been freaking out would i have bought a ticket in the first place no matter how rich i am no thanks once once you have all the biggest influencers as you like to say and all the biggest celebrities like fuck jerry and like all the other people that that tweet out and instagrammed out about yeah. it that this is this is very nitpicky i know but you yeah. have to know something's up you know like even watching the documentary leading up to how bad the event was you were like damn dude there's no way they're going to be able to do this like especially to to the degree yeah, that they, they're saying they knew it and they, they just had a, a fearless leader who kept just saying like, hey. yeah, no, this is going to happen. Just it's, it's like miraculously things just work out. And that's respectable. And, that is the respectable part, a lovable part about Billy McFarland. I don't know scams, if it's lovable. The scams and everything else, I can't get on board with that. And then he still was doing scams. Still and that was just shows what, while what addiction. While he was on probation. While he was on it just bond. talks about what addiction is. Addiction mm-hmm. is even when you're on probation, even when you're going to jail for what you've done. You still miss the action. Like, he missed the fucking action. He missed the idea of people buying these stupid fake tickets. You know, he missed the... And so, he's such a scumbag, he used his mailing list from the, from Fire the festival. festival. Yep. So terrible. Um, my only, like, advice to him is, dude, like, you should have never done that. Like, you were under such limelight, and you oh, were under such... That. That, but damn, dude, does he? Or, or is he just a narcissist who just wanted the attention? Well, of course he's a narcissist, but you know now he's doing hard time, and uh, he'll probably do it when he gets back out. I mean, he he'll get back into the game. I guarantee, when he gets out, he will get back into the game. That's what everyone said on the on the, on the documentary. They were like, Look, he can't help himself. Have, he's addicted. I have no doubt that Billy will do this in some sort of venture again. And let me tell you something. I bet he's got a nice cigarette run going on in prison. Yep. Like he's, he's probably there. got he's, like he's a got some key, uh, some CO on his payroll who sneaks in cell phones and cigarettes and candy and McDonald's hamburgers and shit like that. He's probably got like a music festival going on in there. Literally prison fest two like, K. Yeah, exactly. So it was really fun. I recommend that to everybody listening. Go watch, watch the Hulu one, Maddie. You need to watch. I'm the gonna Hulu watch one. the Hulu one today. You should. Because I was really. Into the one on Netflix, you'll, so they said the Hulu get to hear one's better. From Billy on Hulu. Um, yeah, Billy, he doesn't seem very apologetic, which kind of makes me angry, kind of makes me upset, frustrated for the people that actually went. Well, how could he be? I mean, he ripped off so many people in so many ways. Like, we haven't even talked about the people that he employed. Did he just like let the go and he owed him money? I think there were about 300 of those people that he, that just never got paid for a month of, uh, of wages who worked like caterers, 20 hours. The, um, the people who he rented the homes for to try to put people in the homes barely Ridic- ever got paid. I think a few of them got paid, but most of them didn't. It was a very, very, very huge shit show from the moment it started. And I mean, somehow course, he managed to but get he people just believe never went through with it. He somehow got a lot of people to believe in him for some reason. And, and, and Ja Rule is still tweeting out to this day that Fire Festival 2.0 will happen. So who that knows if hysterical. these idiots will learn their, their, their lesson. Well, I love that he was saying, he was like, okay, so it's canceled, but everybody's going to get tickets to next year. 
And, I, and who the fuck, like, if you're there, you're like, oh, oh, thank you. I'm, I can't wait to go back here and deal with this all yeah. again. Yeah, no, I'll sell my ticket for a dollar. Crazy story, brother. Um, What do you want to talk about next? How Zion we, Williamson's fucking shoe yeah, exploded so on live big, TV? Yeah, I don't know why I did this. I put a big bet on North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I put 50 bucks. I bought a half a point, so I had him at plus 10. And I'm thinking, like, what a dumb fucking bet I made. Easiest like, bet you made all month. I mean, I sure didn't know that Zion Williamson would fall out of his sneaker. And it's just so crazy because I, I will admit, I'll take DL on this. The beginning of the year, I'm like, look, he ain't, he's not, he's, the hype is too much. He's not a world changer. You know, he's just a good player. But I, I now I'm starting to believe he's pretty fucking good. Like that, I watched the LSU game where they came back from 23. That was all him at the end of the game. Yep. That was him. Like, that's his will to win. He's a very special player. And he was coming on to be a very, very awesome, you know, NBA prospect that will probably be drafted number one. And then just seeing that, you're like, oh, my God. But it just seems like it's a little knee sprain. I was about to say, I don't think it's that much. I think no. that he was walking off the off the court pretty gingerly and pretty, like, yep. he, he had, like, a hop in his step. I think mm-hmm. it's 100% a precaution. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a sports surgeon or sports physiologist or whatever. So of course don't, I'm not a, this is not the world beating opinion, but yeah. um, I, my best bet would be that, the, that the, if, even if he does take off the next few games, it's strictly yeah. a precaution. Yeah. He'll be back. He'll be fine. You never know. Could have been a lot worse. Well, should have uh, been a whole lot worse. Did you see the shoe? The shoe fucking exploded. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. I've never seen a shoe absolutely explode, yeah. but he's a big boy. I mean, he needs special shoes. I love his game. I think he seems like a really fun, sweet kid too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seems really to be a good teammate. I hope to see it. Yeah, the team seems to love him, and you can tell because as soon as he was out of the game, it was like Duke was just lost. I mean, they went from a team that should beat North Carolina by 10, 15 points to a team that lost by fifteen points. I mean. He kind of keeps. And was never in that game. They got within what, like eight points, seven points one time. No, nah, they were just... never in the game. And yep. what you see what Zion does is people are so worried about him. He opens up all the three point shots for everybody else. I mean, it's a whole different game when he's not on the court. I don't think they're the best team without him. So that was a pretty crazy thing as far as sports. I mean, this is a tough time because there's not a lot of sports right now. But that's probably the biggest like sports story. Besides um, what's going on in the NBA, and we don't really know what's going on in the NBA until, you know, we get to the playoffs. A few and, more weeks, even. Uh, yeah. Until, until we get the last, like, month of the playoff stretch. And Where a couple see, teams are trying to get in do, late. Can we see who's cemented in, see who's in the hunt, see who's out, and to see who's really trying to not make a move, but actually win some games and make a make a run for the eighth seed. I agree, agree. Um, so that's, like, the only really sports story. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. Do you have anything else? Yeah, uh, no. I have. To, I have tons more stuff, dude. We are okay. fucking chock full of information. Like, have you ever had a jelly filled donut? Uh, no, but that's kind of like a perverted thing to say. So we are the jelly filled donut, but our jelly is information. Okay, I'll take it. Don't take it. Eat it. I'll take it. All right. So um, this is sort of our retraction um, of the. AAF being broke story that we kind of alluded to, what was it, last week? It wasn't last episode, but the one before that, maybe episode uh-huh. 60, I think. Yep. Um, 
that apparently, I'm not going to say it's not true, but we are going to retract our opinion on what went on because I've seen reports, um, not by very, I guess, reputable sources. I haven't seen much at all, but my digging on the internet has told me and is alluding to the fact that the the notion that the AAF is broke and that they almost did not make payroll is absolutely false. Okay. Um, we said that they had to borrow the guy from the Carolina Canes, um, Don something. I forgot his name already. Um, and he had to emerge it. Tom Dundon is his name, the owner of the Carolina Canes and the new chairman of the AAF. This, we were told by news outlets that they needed an emergency infusion of cash from this Tom Dundon guy and that they almost did not make payroll after week two. Um, apparently that is false. Apparently all they did was switch banks. And um, this guy's $250 million bucks was written in months ago. He was planned to do this. The timing is very weird and very wrong. It is uh, very bizarre. On. Yeah, because because you would you would believe that story about not being able to make payroll. Um, some facts to look at is um, is is the fact that this cash boost of two hundred fifty million bucks and the new employment opportunity for Tom Dunnan to be the chairman of the AAF is a financial decision to be made by someone who wants to grow the league. I don't think it was a emergency thing at all. Um, attendance was great for week one. I think even um, the lowest. Attendance, what about the ratings for week two? I have not seen the TV ratings. And honestly, I'm starting to give less and less to TV ratings as I go on in my life because yeah. of the fact that Nielsen does not take into consideration streams that I find on Reddit, which are illegal, of course. Yeah. And they don't take into fact the uh, ESPN streams on your phone. The CBS streams on your phone, they only do TV boxes. You know, like it's only like a TV yeah. thing. So let's not give so much weight to those ratings. I'm, I'm sure they do mean something, but uh, I'm not a TV executive. I'm, I, I don't work at TBS. So mm-hmm. what they do for me probably is not what they would do for a professional. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that the AAF is in a great spot. Um, I think w- this was just strictly a startup issue. You know how... Because the AAF, me and you both agree, came on pretty fast. Yeah. The, the XFL has been planning their comeback for years now. A while, and, yeah. And, and they won't even tip off until fucking early 2020. I mean, the AAF did come out fast, and it got fast some great hell. press. And it came out at the right time, and it's had some solid football. So Word on I the mean, street is that um, the XFL and Vince McMahon put this story out that the AAF was broke and that they – Wow, to make Russian payroll. collusion. They think that this is some sort of collusion with um, the XFL, maybe the NFL, trying to butt out the AAF. Life, which, life is so complicated. It's like I know, dude. Just like, be can't easy, we have an answer? But now you have all these controversies every day. The news, this. It's just like I can just tell do you. Your I thing. can tell you that this was a sports podcast, and you could disagree with me and say that you're offended, and you could lock me up in jail. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's just like do your thing, people. Like enough with the mm-hmm. the scandals and the controversy. It's getting crazy. One hundred percent. So, Matty Goldberg, um, that yeah. is our retraction, I guess, of our opinion. Well, um, I mean, that's a retraction for everybody because everybody reported it. It's not like everyone we reported it. Everyone got it wrong. The first bit of with news that, they could we, find. And- we're just going by what we read, and and it's like, you know, if you watch the documentary about the XFL, 
the same shit. Like you, you didn't know if the checks were going to bounce or not. You're like, okay, here we go again. What was, the, what was the story that you told me about the XFL players would race to the bank on Friday yeah. payday to go cast their checks because there could be after 11 checks, the next one doesn't cash because there's exactly, no more money, you know, so. and they're actually racing against each other and cutting each other off. Yep. Um, and they I, almost I, would kill each other agree. for their checks, mm-hmm. which. Honestly, whatever Great the check story. is, 50 grand, 48 grand, 35 grand, whatever I think the small it's 75 checks are, grand. 75 grand is, is a fucking paycheck. I would like yeah, to have Yeah, a lot that, of know? these guys, they got families and shit. And I for mean, I'm week, glad it got straightened out. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know about the WWE, can, can, you know, collusion. I mean, there is, I don't put anything past the crazy Vince McMahon. The only so, thing about the uh, the WWE is apparently, and this was a shock to me, because I listen to local sports radio almost exclusively in my car for information, yeah. for shit that I can report back to you guys. You know, just it's, it's just one less step to take of having to go look it up. I'd rather it be brought right to me. Apparently, this was a shock to me, but apparently the NF, or the WWE is in great shape. Oh, apparently, they always are. The, the TV deal they just signed was like a record yeah. breaker. Uh, yeah. They still they're have doing, lots they're of doing tickets amazing. being sold. To, uh, uh, to the fake-ass wrestling events that I used to watch whenever I was fucking 12 years old, but once I figured out it was fake, I quit watching it. They still sell a lot of tickets. They um, they still sell out arenas. They still are doing And you know what they are? Work. They're scandal-proof. Mm-hmm. They're at, I love old-school wrestling. Mm-hmm. So here's the crazy thing. I was watching wrestling from 1987 on YouTube the other day. Yep. The Macho Man has his girlfriend, Elizabeth, or wife. Macho he, Man. He fucking threw her across the room. Today, he would be locked up. Like, he literally took her and threw her across the room. <laughs> and then they have this guy, the Million Dollar Man, and he's got, like, this black slave named Virgil. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know about Virgil? I don't he know just about Virgil. walks I know to the guy Ted and holds awesome. his money like a, a, a slave. Yeah. And he goes, Virgil, sh- shine my belt. And then Virgil shines his belt. And I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah, 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 that is. I, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, Vince McMahon, you know, there's so many scandals. And he, he's bulletproof now for some reason. Oh, he is. Well, I think a, a part of the reason why he's bulletproof in particular is because yeah. even with the XFL, uh, they know that the WWE Corporation or whatever the company is that owns WWE, whatever the entertainment company is, they know, we know, everyone knows that this shit is all fake. So yep. it's like he manufactured this. What do you call it? Um, he manufactured this event. He manufactured this conspiracy. He manufactured this. Well, that would be terrible because I, I, nothing. Nobody needs more collusion no, or no, fake. No, of course not. Of course, our fake hoaxes or fake this or fake that. It just doesn't do any good for our society. So let just me like, ask you a question. Um, Let's say that we're in this perfect world because you raised a great question, um, and we're gonna have to start thinking about this. You raised yeah. a great question in, in in the pre-show. I call it the pre-show, but it's literally just me and you on Skype shooting the shit for a second. Um, you said that how many football leagues do we actually need? How many football leagues can we actually? We need support? twenty. I what's mean, your, it be, what's your it real would... answer? Give me a real answer. Two. Can we have three, or, or it's stuck at two? No, two, just two. So what you Who's have is this. Out? You have the you have uh, the NFL, and then you have the AF. As soon as the NFL ends, the next week. So it's like when people are deep withdrawal of football, it's like getting a little methadone. It's like getting a little hit still, and then it it goes until March Madness, and then you start with baseball, and then by August you got football again. Is but there, that's all you need. Is there is there any 
this is this is me being completely ignorant to the fact that because I I know you've you've watched the XFL before you've seen a bunch yeah. of AAF teams whenever they were back in the day. Is there an actual window of time that we could put the XFL in to where they wouldn't interfere with the AAF and the NFL? Well, it have to be in the summer, but then the players would be so hot. Yeah, I mean, and, and imagine playing in Arizona or San Diego, hundred degrees, or Phoenix. Terrible. Yeah, you know, or I, I already said Arizona, but anywhere Alabama, dude, Imagine Alabama playing. is. Fu- I I worked a nine to five job in Tuscaloosa whenever I was yeah. over there for a summer. Memphis, dude, there there would no Tuscaloosa. There would be days where I would get off work, and it was a labor job, yeah. But there would be days where I get off work where there would not be a dry spot on my shirt. I would be completely miserable, chafed out the ass. Like just say absolutely moist and shitty. I mean, yeah, I believe you. I, yeah. they, these guys would die. Somebody would die. So you mm-hmm. can't do that. So, so your so your final answer is that we have room for two leagues. The lesser league is going to get phased out. Yeah, and you know what? The XFL. The the thing about the first time around, I mean, certainly they had some decent ideas and they had a plan. <clears throat> but they the, the thing about the AF is they just let the games happen. They just like kind of go by what happens to the games. The XFL is such a hype machine. You're watching terrible football. And they're just like, this is a great league. Just, you know, like they're, they're yeah. like hyping it up. And you're just like, just let us watch the game. You don't have to bullshit us that this is like really great football because it's not. I mean, we're watching it because we love football, but don't bullshit us that this is better than the NFL. Don't, or don't insult my intelligence. Exactly. Um, but that I, was Vince's plan. All the announcers you. had to hype it up every mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's that to me. That's the reason that wrestling has lasted as long as it ha- as it has, knowingly that it's fake. Um, is that that they 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 perfect the hype machine? You know. Yeah, they, I mean, you they, can get a great good Super at, Bowl. At manufacturing interest. You can get a great Super Bowl, or you can get thirteen to three. But whatever happens, it happens. It, you know, you but the XFL has to realize you can't fabricate like point. amazing drama. No, you cannot. Um, I, I agree with you. The, the AAF has done a great job of just playing close enough to regular football to, for it to be a real football game. My one it, drawback, good. I don't, I don't like the whole no extra points. I can deal with no kickoffs. I would, I, 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 like, I, I, no I like that. Points. I like being able to kick one extra point. It's a strategy I, move I, that a coach I has like to make. No extra points. There, I can... don't make that decision for him, you know. But, uh, but this is this is why it's good. It's because it's a little bit different, not different enough like the XFL to turn you away from this league. But yeah. it's kind of like a little gimmick. It's 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 we're, we're seeing what it's like. We're testing out this rule. We're testing out this thing. Yeah. Well, I hope it continues to do well. I'll see about the X the XFL, but I'm not. I have no hope for it to be honest. But uh, I'll watch a little this weekend, especially if if it's true that the XFL manufactured this story about the AAF being broke. It's that they're kind of getting desperate. Yeah, I can see that happening. But, you know, what you have to realize and what we've seen in real life is that there's a price to pay when you fuck around like that. There there has to be a price to pay. Um, So speaking of the AAF, I want to pick these games right quick. All right, shoot, go real fast. All right, the first game is the Arizona Hot Shots at Salt Lake Stallions. Um, the total is 46, and the Hot Shots are minus three. I'm going to go with the home team, and I'm going to go with the over. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll mimic that whole bet. I think Arizona had a great comeback in week two against Orlando. 
Um, I think that Woodrum kid, I think he kind of gets rattled a lot because he's the, he's the league leader in passing right now. I think he's going to mm-hmm. regress to the mean. I have exactly yours, over 46, and Salt Lake Stallions, I'll probably go plus two and a half by, by, the, or by the point, you know? Yep. Um, Memphis Express at Orlando. Apollos, Orlando is minus 13 and a half, and the total is 45 and a half. Um, God, this is a tough one to me. I think Memphis keeps it within 14 points, but the number of 13 and a half is very weird to me. I may buy the whole point to go up. Or I don't know. I, I, I I'm may buy say the, they cover. They they'll, they'll cover the cover. thirteen and a half. The spread is too high. Yeah, the spread the spread is pretty high. Memphis covers a thirteen and a half. I think Orlando yeah. doesn't win by that much. Yeah, I'm gonna over say they forty-five cover. and a half. Um, it's gonna have to be if it's you know like if the spread's that big, they're gonna have to put some points in between them to, you know, to reach that line. So a game that I actually may be at, um, I've been looking at tickets yeah. lately. Uh, the Birmingham Iron come to town to play my, my Atlanta Legends. Nice. Um, Birmingham is minus six, and the total is 40. Very low. Again, I am going to go with the home dog plus six, and I will go with the over, but I'm more confident about the plus six. I am, I am going to go the under at 40. Atlanta's offense is fucking horrible, and um, I think Birmingham only moves the ball at like – 3.7 yards of play. You know, like they're they're really running oriented. They're really slow. They like to grind the clock. It's one of those things where yep. they're going to win on the on, on the clock, not the not the line of scrimmage. You know. Agree. Um, our last game is San San Antonio Commanders at the San Diego Fleets, the Sand Bowl. Um, I'm going to go with uh, San Antonio. I don't like San Diego two. at all. Even though they won last week, they didn't look very impressive. No, they didn't. Uh, San Antonio is going to win. It took the fleet seven quarters to get the first touchdown of the season. What is their spread on that one? Minus two for San Diego. So plus two. I'm going to take the money line, San Antonio. Take the money line to the bank. 43 and a half. What you got? I'll go over. I'm going to go under. Under? Nice. Not but, bad. Uh, and overtime, take San Antonio. All money right. line. Um, that was our AAF picks. Um, we are almost done. I am watching on TV right now. Some spring baseball. Training, some baseball. Um, Isn't it so early for baseball? Like, doesn't it, it just start like March first? It is. You this is think. the earliest spring training game I've ever heard of. And we still have 162 regular season games to go, plus these 40 preseason games. You know, we got a long season. We sure do. Um, there are a few free agents who have not signed yet. Marwin Gonzalez signed today with the Twins. I think two years, 21 mil, I think is his number. I could be wrong. Um, we are getting to where just about everyone is signed. Um, guys like Chase Headley, Brandon Phillips, Logan Forsythe, um, Hanley Ramirez, Logan Morrison, Jose Iglesias, Denard Span, Old Man Span, Matt Holliday, um, Adam Jones, Cargo, Jose Batista, Evan Gaddis, Dallas Keuchel, Gio Gonzalez, Clay Buckholtz, James Shields, Bartolo Colon. Like a few of these guys haven't signed yet. They're Bartolo- a lot of good players. I think Bartolo. I think Bartolo has signed with the Rangers, but I could be wrong. Don't are you telling me on. Dallas Keuchel isn't signed yet? Has not signed yet. That's crazy. These are some Craig good Kimbrough, players. Craig Kimbrough has not signed yet. Um, Adam Warren, a pretty good relief pitcher, has not signed yet. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of good players I, out there. I I'm gonna I before I'm not gonna go into a big long thing because we did that last episode. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just gonna re- repeat what I said last episode. If these guys are not signed by spring training, 
you should be forced to sit out for half a year or a whole year. I would go two play. months, but I understand you're I saying agree. it is ridiculous. He should be signed by now. All these you guys. Should. Spring training has officially started. We're playing a fucking game right now, you know? Agree, brother. Um, So the biggest free agency signing was uh, Marwin Gonzalez today. I assume, we don't fucking know because this is the weirdest baseball offseason of all time, that Bryce Harper will be signed by the end of this week. Fucking could not happen. I, I would bro. hope so. Could it's not getting happen. annoying. It is, isn't it? You know how I said, like, some team is dumb enough to overpay these guys? Well, the Padres sure overpaid Manny Machado. The only player that's worth 30 mil a year in today's NLB is Mike Trout. I mean, they held out. They held out because they're like, somebody's going to be dumb enough to overpay him. Mm-hmm. And it was, did I say the Chargers? I meant the Padres. No, you said, and the Padres. Padres, you said Padres. The Padres stepped up to the plate. And they did the great job of overpaying a guy. Um, Ridiculously overpaying. I, I agree. This is one of those things to where if I'm the GM of the Padres, I don't touch that because we know Machado's issues with running out ground balls and hustling and of being course. part of a real team. Yep. But the baseball fan in me and the sports pundit in me wants to say that I, I kind of respect what the Padres are doing because they have an up-and-coming farm system. They have a few good guys like Hosmer. On their on their lineup, they may compete for a wild card this year, but I do respect them throwing money at a free agency to 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 propel the small market up. I well, I, they, I, I do they, respect that, but Machado is not the answer. They should be very improved, but we will see. A lot of times, the you know teams like this spend money and they're not improved, and then they just start trading all their look players the, away. Look at the Angels; they spent so much money on Pujols, on Trout, on who uh, fucking Kendricks, Howie Kendricks, you know, like and and they just. They're a perennial 61 and 91 team, you know? Yep. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, Matty Goldberg, that's all that I have. If you don't have anything else, plug no, Just Matty Goldberg on Instagram, at Matty Goldberg on Twitter. If you want me to be an influencer, I will give you my Venmo. One dollar, I will promote anything you want. Goldberg I am the Festival, cheap, 2K19. I am the cheapest influencer ever. I go by a dollar. Love you. Have a that great weekend, everybody. That should be your new tagline. That should be your new tagline. I'm the cheapest social media influencer of all time. Like it. I'm the Johnny Sands. You're the cheapest social media influencer yeah. of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is. Weekend too. Yeah. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Cohen Hughes. You can find me on Instagram, Cohen underscore Hughes, or Facebook. I don't do Twitter. I hate that echo chamber. And um, this has been episode number 62 of the Daily Degenerate Podcast. We sincerely hope you enjoyed. Free Billy McFarland.